Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. We're so excited for you to join us today on the College Investor Audio Show, answering a question maybe you've come across in your life. What is adjusted gross income and how do I calculate it? That's today's show. So adjusted gross income, first of all, AGI, is your total income less certain adjustments to income. The adjustments include such items like, you know, educator expenses, student loan interest, alimony payments, or contributions to a retirement account. Your AGI will always be equal to or less than your total income. Key highlights. AGI is your total income less above-the-line deductions. AGI influences your tax burden and your ability to qualify for deductions and credits. AGI influences whether you qualify to contribute to traditional and Roth IRA accounts. Also, you can make moves to lower your AGI and thereby reduce your taxes. Adjusted gross income is incredibly important at tax time. AGI can affect the size of certain tax deductions and credits. It can also affect your eligibility to contribute to certain retirement plans, like a Roth IRA or traditional IRA. Adjusted gross income is calculated like total income, which is everything gross, less above-the-line deductions. Above-the-line deductions are called above-the-line because they're on the first page of the 1040 tax form above the line where adjusted gross income is calculated. For everyone who uses tax software, above-the-line deductions aren't perfectly delineated from standard deductions. The most common above-the-line deductions include contribution to a traditional IRA, certain expenses for books and supplies incurred by teachers, interest on student loans, higher education expenses, contributions to health savings accounts, HSAs, retirement plan savings for the self-employed, self-employed health insurance deduction, one-half of self-employment tax, in some cases, alimony paid. This is for people with divorces before December 31st, 2018, by the way. In 2020 only, charitable contributions up to $300, certain expenses of performing artists, state officials and Army Reserve members, moving expenses for Armed Forces members, that's nice, penalties forfeited because of premature withdrawal of funds. (sighs) And that's just some of the most common. Some less common deductions carry over from the past, but these above-the-line deductions won't apply to most people, so I don't even want to list them. Focusing on above-the-line deductions is a great way to reduce your overall tax burden. If you're self-employed or have a side hustle, you may qualify to contribute money pre-tax to a SEP IRA, a simple IRA, or an individual 401k. People with high-deductible health plans may also be able to contribute money to an HSA. These actions help you build wealth and cut down on taxes. So what is the difference between adjusted gross income and taxable income? Hmm. Taxable income is the amount of money you have to pay taxes on. This will be your taxable income, less either the standard deduction or your itemized deductions, whichever is more. If you own a business, your qualified business income deduction will also be excluded from your taxable income. Your taxable income drives your tax burden. However, the tax burden isn't set until after credits, such as the child tax credit, the dependent care credit, earned income tax credit, and the American Opportunity Credit is calculated, 
These directly cut down on your tax burden and drive up your refund. So how do you use the IRS, or how does the IRS, rather, use AGI? The IRS uses AGI to determine what credits and deductions a person is allowed to take. If your AGI is either too high or too low, you won't qualify for the earned income tax credit. Your AGI may also lead to phase-outs for the child or dependent tax credit. Your AGI can also affect whether you're eligible to make or take certain income-based itemized deductions. So, for example, the IRS currently allows all taxpayers to deduct their total qualified unreimbursed medical care expenses that exceed 7.5% of their adjusted gross income. If you paid $7,000 in medical expenses and you had an AGI of $40,000, you could claim $4,000 as an itemized deduction. Not bad. When combined with mortgage interest and charitable giving, it might make sense to itemize. By contrast, the same person with $140,000 in AGI won't be able to claim any medical expenses. AGI also influences whether you can contribute to an IRA. So now we ask, do any other government agencies use AGI? Most states that charge income tax rely on the federal AGI to calculate the state income tax that a person owes. Those state agencies may further modify the AGI to either raise or lower tax liability for certain individuals. So many government agencies use AGI, or a modified adjusted gross income, to determine a person's eligibility for benefits. Here's an example. The Department of Education requires all people who want federal aid to supply their AGI on the free application for federal student aid, or you may know it simply as FAFSA. This is one input that determines whether you're eligible for subsidized loans, grants, and other forms of aid. The Department of Health and Human Services also relies heavily on MAGI, Modified Adjusted Gross Income, to determine eligibility for health insurance subsidies, Medicaid, and CHIP. MAGI is AGI, less certain deductions. In the case of DHS, MAGI deducts untaxed foreign income, supplemental security income, and untaxed interest from AGI. So the bottom line is, you can make moves to lower your AGI. Careful planning throughout the year can make it easy to lower AGI even if your total income grows. Sometimes, timing major expenses, like a higher education course, can lead to major tax benefits. But most of the time, lowering your AGI involves contributing more money to tax-advantaged retirement plans and your health savings account. Many people prioritize regular savings to these accounts throughout the year. However, you have until the April 15th tax deadline to make your contributions. And that's it for today's show. I hope that didn't confuse you too much. <laughs> but you can find out more about AGI and how to lower your AGI at thecollegeinvestor.com when you search for this article. There's more resources and everything there too. It's awesome. Again, it's thecollegeinvestor.com. 